Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, daily college football show that I hope you really enjoy. And I've been getting a lot of crap on my show lately about, you know, uh, uh, choosing Alabama over Texas. You know what I didn't do, though? I didn't bet on him. You know who I did bet on? Kansas, okay? And I did it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because when it comes on where I like to gamble, I love the DraftKings app. And it's because they got incredible offers. If you're already a DraftKings customer, we'll check this out. Every single NFL game day during September, you're not going to have just one, but two new offers waiting on you when you sign in. So you'll have to sign up, sign in to see exactly what those offers are. But just remember, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, every NFL game day, all customers getting two exciting offers from DraftKings to play with. It's a ton of fun. But what if you're a new customer? Well, I've got an even better deal for you. You use the promo code TBOB when you sign up. Okay, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B. You bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. That's right. Put five down on any of the games. Don't have to win. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can go play with those on college football, NFL, whatever you want. You can play with those. That's those incredible deals. You get. So you see it. There's not a more fun place to get in on the action than DraftKings. And you can do all your same game parlays, multi-game parlays, whatever you want. So download the app now, sign up with the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, $5, gives you $200 in bonus bets instantly. And for returning customers, remember every NFL game day, two exciting new offers from your official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings. The crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 100Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 
21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, Amp? What's happening? This is Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. T-Bob and Aaron hanging out with you today. Uh, got a great show planned for you today. Sorry, bro. I know I said I was ready. I was kind of not actually ready. That was not a comedic wait um, there at the last minute. Uh, but look, we got a great show planned for you today. We're going to discuss a little Ohio State as, um, well, there's been some interesting computer numbers that are really favoring the Buckeyes. And Aaron's dove into the film. Um, I have merely grazed the top of said film and we'll try to give you an opinion on exactly what it's telling us um we also have uh, i mean more buffalo talk as colorado just continues to defy any reasonable level of expectation not when it comes to play because we've quickly adjusted oh wait no they have a great quarterback they're going to be good etc cetera, etc cetera. uh but with viewership i mean it just boggles the mind and aaron's brought a pretty insane hypothetical out that i think is uh worth talking about we're going to attempt to do an anatomy on alabama how did it all get so bad so fast alex scarborough has a beautiful piece up on espn.com right now and then we'll give you our snaps top 10 full disclosure i forgot about until this moment so we will craft that baby live here at the end of the show hell yeah damn right isn't that what they say we're gonna learn this yeah. week we'll see you're gonna learn, you're gonna learn. Uh, what's up, Aaron? How are we feeling today? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Tuesday, getting excited for the big week. We finally have legitimate games to talk about, which I think oh. we'll do starting tomorrow. We so, got to start uh, tomorrow. We can't put it off any longer. Tomorrow. No more. Slate no looks more. incredible coming mm -hmm. in this week, and we really cannot wait for it. And remember, uh, we will have our Wednesday show, Thursday show. We'll have a gambling show with our guy, Colin Wills, from the Action Network on Friday. No Saturday show because of scheduling but we will have a full recap of all the action. Uh, much more locked in recap this week as well. Bright and early Sunday morning on YouTube for you to enjoy your coffee with this next Sunday. So um, look forward to that big week coming up on snaps. Last thing y'all youtube.com slash at volume snaps. We hit 5k. We cannot thank you enough. The road to 10k continues. Please, please, please share with your friends. If you enjoy the show, like it, subscribe to the channel. Like our opening comment, Earn St. Pierre 9644 says, Wow, what a hater. Kick rocks. Let's go, Canes, with a bunch of hearts. And then one hour later, boys, your show is good, but I'm not subscribing until you stop bad mouthing the you. Okay, that's fair. Ernst, um, and it's Ernst. Are we Pierre. been do are we Ernst continue Pierre, to badmouth the you though? I feel like we we we've could have been a comment. That. We could, okay. I mean, uh, and maybe it got lost in me eating all that Texas barbecue crow, but I did eat some yeah. Miami crow as well. We both did that day. The thing uh, about tanks is they live on the internet forever, so people yeah. discover them at different times. This was from about four hours ago. Well, shout out Ernst, Ernst Pierre. Um, I will have you know, I, mm, I, mm. You know, I, I don't know if Miami is all the way back, but whatever. They looked infinitely better than I thought. It's, I thought they had it's, murdered. It's the year of the Fenway. it's the year of the hand gestures. It's the year of the hand gestures. Uh, yeah, like the U, and like you, the U, Texas Horn, 
USC. Can you do the chop for FSU? What does Georgia do? My pinkies. That's right. Um, Either way. Okay. I want to say this to try to create a little bit of a olive branch here. How about this? I'm looking up top 10 uh, quarterback ratings in the country and it's pretty fascinating. So you got Caleb Williams, one Dylan Gabriel, two Sam Hartman, three Michael Penix, Jr. Four Dante Moore at five, Aaron. How about that? Oh, wow. Dante Moore fifth in the really? country right now in court. Yes. Jackson Damn. Dart checking in at six. Who and how about played, though? Shit. Well, okay. Nobody's played anybody, though. That's the point. We keep saying that. Mm-hmm. We have to stop saying that until after this weekend. This is the okay. weekend when people will finally play each other. But Dante Moore at five. Jackson Dart is Tyler Van Dyke checking Please. in seventh in the country right now okay so ernst we love you please subscribe go canes i was wrong to declare them dead forever i'll admit that um and the tyler and, and the whole reason why is because i thought tyler van dyke was dead and it's more like tyler van back because he's I'm, I'm with you that one right now I, I will i will apologize as well i i i put him in in a grave and said that that kid will never be able to compete at a high level and yeah. um i was pretty wrong I In apologize. fact, Tyler Van Dyke is uh, the last quarterback. So the top seven all rated over 200 right now. Then you get to J.J. McCarthy at eight, Caden Salter from Liberty, who I don't recognize, and then Jaden Daniels at 10. Very interesting top 10 with Dylan Gabriel second, Dante Moore fifth, and Jackson Dart six. More on Jackson Dart when we talk a little Alabama later, though. Um, something else that was pretty fascinating, Aaron, and a bit of validation of our take yesterday, Bill Connolly, uh, did some updated S and P plus rankings and he had one, uh, tweet where basically he had, uh, okay. If you took the preseason rankings out of it, who would be the number one team in the country thus far? And admittedly, that's a bit of a. It's, it's it's a bit of a like faulty premise because he he goes on to say that the preseason rankings are pretty good predictive measures of how this and all the math works out. But the Washington Huskies would be number one, um, and then right at the top as well you have. I'm sorry, I can't find the picture. I'm looking I think for Ohio it. State too, correct? Okay, Ohio that's what I was looking for. That, that's what I was. Yes, I, I yes, freaking yes. thought I had it brought up. I apologize, dude. This is on me. Sloppy, sloppy job, T Bob. Sloppy job all around. There we go. Washington, Ohio State, UCLA at three. We just talked about Dante Moore. Notre Dame at four. Tell me that doesn't hype you up. So you're telling me that when it terms to uh when it comes to exceeding expectations this very young season, we have Ohio State being second best in the country, Notre Dame four, and then to play this weekend in South Bend. That's the good stuff, boys. You got Michigan five, Miami six, shout out Ernst, Oregon seven, USC eight, Ole Miss nine. Oklahoma 10, Alabama would be 29th right now. Woo, where's Georgia? Um, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. He didn't he didn't mention it. I don't think he provided those rankings. He just gave the top 10 and mentioned Alabama specifically because it's obviously fascinating that they're down at 23. Yeah. Okay. This is all a roundabout way of setting up the combo on Ohio State. The computers love Ohio State right now, Aaron. As they should. I want to be right, and I chose Notre Dame as a playoff team. So I, I, you know, I'm leaning Irish this weekend, but you've been watching a lot of Ohio state film. How legitimate are the Buckeyes? Like, is it right for them to be number one in the ESPN FPI and Bill Connolly's S and P? 
See, this this is a big weekend for us because I had Ohio State as my fourth team in yep. the playoffs this year. So you you need the win to keep Notre Dame alive. And Notre Dame would still be alive at the end of the day. Like if, if Notre Dame could even if they lose this game, but beat Clemson and beat USC and they're eleven and one, like what do we say? Fighting Irish, you just gotta win two of the three. Win yeah, two of the three big ones, and, and there's a really good chance you're gonna be in there. I think for Ohio State, there is more of a sense of urgency from this because you still got to play Penn State, you still got to face Michigan, and then you have to play in a conference championship game, which is you know uh, the least of your worries of, of those three games you're going to have to play or four games you have to play the season, but still, it's an extra game. I was, was like a lot of people, you go back and watch the Indiana game, the first game of the season, and you're like, damn, like just like Alabama, how do you go from, from such consistency at the quarterback position for such a long time and not have – a, a a legitimate successor in place yeah and you worry about that and you know they kind of went back and forth you know maybe Devin brown it may may end up taking this job maybe not um I, is is kyle mccord an all-american is he an all big 10 quarterback no like i don't even know if he's a you know an nfl type quarterback he's still young and, and i'll give him time to continue to develop hmm. but he's he's not terrible he, this is far from the alabama situation if you want to compare two very similar situations okay. far from that i'll tell you that very very from he is a capable quarterback with a good offensive line a really good run game right now like travion last week looked tremendous and some of the best receivers in the country at the moment and then you flip it over to the other side of the football i've been really impressed with ohio state defensively second year with their dc and and right now they're they're giving what ohio state fans want because for the past two or three years, it's been great offense, but you can't win a championship because you don't have a great defense. Now, all of a sudden, you do have a I, what I believe is a really good defense, an offense that's going to continue. But to you progress. don't have a great offense anymore, so it's not exactly uh, what Ohio State fans. It's not uh, exactly what Ohio State fans wanted. They no, wanted to but, stay but, great but, on offense and get good on defense. I think the drop from offense is like a a what is it? Say they were like a forty-five point per game offense last year. I still think they're going to be somewhere in that 38 to 40, 40, 42 points per game offensively, which mm -hmm. is not terrible, but you did improve significantly on defense. So I like, to me, I like this team more this year than I did last year because their, their team last year defensively couldn't, couldn't hang. I think they, they can, they can win games on that side of the football this season, which, you know, I don't want to get too far into the weeds of breaking down the game this weekend because we're going to do that tomorrow, but should give them more faith that they can, they can go on the road and win. Uh, so mm, I would say, okay, I'd say a few things. First off, I would say that you say, you know, this is far away from the Alabama situation. And I agree. We'll get into the Alabama situation. It's kind of disastrous, but I don't actually know how much that is saying. Um, also we call Kyle McCord a young quarterback. He is a junior, but we're calling him young because he's playing for the first time, right? Yes, yeah. He's yes. playing for the first time, but being a junior playing for the first time, does that maybe, uh, well, whatever, we can allow it to go either way. Um, here's my deal. And admittedly, I haven't watched nearly as much film in Ohio State as you have. I've so I, I, the, these opinions are subject to change where we get into our game preview. I'm not overly impressed by what I saw against Indiana or the first quarter and a half of that Western Kentucky game. No, no, they end up winning that game 63 to 10, but. As an Ohio State offensive line that looks massive and yet wasn't like just pushing Western Kentucky around at the beginning of that game. So, hmm, hmm. I think I think this. I think so that you're more than you're more in the case of of 
you don't care the defense got significantly better. You're more concerned because you don't have a first-round talent quarterback for the first time in six years. Well, yes, because I think you need both elements to win a championship. And it feels like right when you find Georgia did not Georgia didn't have that to win a championship. I mean, Stetson had great numbers. If Kyle McCord puts up Stetson but he numbers, wasn't a put- then they'll be capable yeah. of winning a championship. I don't know that Kyle, I think Kyle McCord's going to put up Stetson numbers. Um, so if, pace right now, he's his, the numbers look pretty good right now. Through three games, six touchdowns, seventy percent completion, eight hundred fifteen yards. I get it. I get it that that's all that's all well and good, but uh, I mean I don't know. It, this is the problem. That's why we need people to play good games. It's Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, and Indiana. Okay, so it's like I I'm struggling to buy all the way in when while those numbers feel overall nice when I've watched them, I have not really seen anything that impressive. So what I'm worried about Ohio State is they've been like you said they've been edging a championship, but right when they're about to finish. It appears like they've they've maybe lost one, like like you know they they had the offense figured out. They just needed the defense they, get a little, game a little bit too long. They played they played the edging game a little bit too long, and then yes, you just lost it. Yeah. Yes, and, and now instead yeah. of they just need a little more defensive in that bucket, and instead now it's like okay, finally maybe the defense got better, but the offense has gone down by the same amount, and so they're going to stay on the edge uh, still. We'll see <laughs> again. Okay, but okay. So then I would ask you. You you said I would. I would say it's more complimentary football this season. Okay, so you said they're a quarterback away from being your hands-down number one team. So they then, are a quarterback away from being that because I, I still believe, which is why I'm so torn about this this weekend in this game because you do need really good quarterback play to win a championship. There's no doubt about it. It is the that's most what, that's, what just, that's what I was just saying. America. I know, but but I'm not saying he's once again. I'm not saying that that. Kyle McCord is 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 a first round draft pick, but I'm also not saying he's not shit either. Like the kid I didn't say he's shit. He's missing the plays. I did not say shit. I'm not, I'm not. But he ate Sam Harton. Sam Harton's <clears throat> leading the country right now. In touchdowns, thirteen touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, is but Notre they don't Dame, have the same kind of skill. Is Notre Dame's the defense skill is a than massive than difference? No, I would say I would take Ohio State's defense over Notre Dame's defense right now. Okay, okay, okay. No. Um, so you say they're a quarterback away from being your hands on number one team? Is Kyle McCord that quarterback? Because if you we believe he is, like for Notre Dame. I think they, okay. I think that gets answered this weekend. Like if, if if Ohio State goes into South Bend and and wins and and is is productive in offense, because let's not forget they only put up twenty points last year. I think it was twenty points versus Notre Dame with yeah, similar 20, talent. 14. Yeah, something like that. Similar talent and and uh, the number three pick in the in the draft at quarterback. If you could go out there and score in the high 20s, low 30s, and you win the football game on the road versus Notre Dame, then all of a sudden I think those 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 issues of, of do we have a quarterback that can win it goes away. This is his moment, man. Like This, this is his moment right here, and this is Ohio yeah. State's moment. If you can't get it done this weekend, yeah, the, 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 the hate for Ryan Day is going to skyrocket because they know if they can't beat Notre Dame, there's no way in hell they can beat Michigan. No, way. I, would, I, would, I, I think I would agree with that. I mean, we always got to allow room for growth, but I, I think I would find it hard to believe that they would beat Michigan and win everything else they would need to if they can't beat Notre Dame. Um, that said, at home in the shoe last year, first game of the season, but at home with CJ Stroud, Harris, you know, all the receivers, you beat Notre Dame 21 to 10. Mm-hmm. And that's a Notre Dame running. Who was it? Drew Pine at the time out there. 
And then did he get hurt that game? And that's maybe when Buckner came in. I guess the point of that is without, and I'm going to watch the film tonight. And I'll let you know more tomorrow if I still agree with this, but it is interesting to think that, okay, so you're telling me, Aaron, that you take CJ Stroud off Ohio state. You add Sam Hartman to Notre Dame. You flip the venue from the horseshoe to South Bend. And you're just telling me that you like Ohio state in that matchup. When you last it's crazy. In, that's tough. It's tough. I mean, you look, you just go look at the stats from last year's game. And if, if you didn't even look at the final score and you just look like, okay, what, what, what did Ohio state do on offense in this game at home? Seven of 13 on third downs, over 50% oh, wow. on third downs, 395 total yards. So 400 yards of offense, 223 mm -hmm. yards passing, 172 yards rushing, um, and 33 minutes of possession time. What would you think an Ohio state team scored? Like I, I, I'm with you. Like I've only watched this year's games for both teams. Um, I my next thing before we go do our breakdown tomorrow, I, I want to go back and rewatch that game because you look at the numbers offensively and you're like, damn, that's a hell of a game for for, for Ohio State. Yeah, like CJ Stroud was 24 of 34 for 223 and two touchdowns. They Maybe just didn't score. They, I, I I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll let you know tomorrow the full breakdown. But schemes yes, like schemes like scheme and Marcus Freeman to me. Um, but, but the, whatever the overall takeaway for you should be today. If you're listening to the show right now, Aaron thinks Ohio state has all the elements to be the number yes. one team in the country. If Kyle McCord is that guy. So like when yep. you enter watching the game this week and understand that that's the context, but once behind. again, like not that guy in the sense of like, I don't need him to be a Heisman trophy contender. Like, I think that's what people are getting like, Oh, well, of course he's not that guy. So that's a stupid comment. Like that guy in the sense of, can you just be Stetson Bennett? Good. Which is a good college quarterback, not a first-round draft pick, just a, an efficient college quarterback that can get me twenty-four of of you know twenty-four of thirty for two hundred yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. Just do that. I, but then isn't that a waste of Ohio State's best advantages? I mean, the, what the receivers? Just yeah, but don't not, if, all? not if Henderson's running. Not if Henderson's running the way he's running. Okay, okay. Not okay. the defense is playing the way they're playing. We're gonna we're, we're, we're down. The, we're college college down. football has gotten way too crazy with this. We have to score 40 points to begin 40, 50 points to be considered elite football team. It has gotten out of control. And I do think defenses have caught up a little bit this year. If you look across the country, look at some of the numbers of some of these teams. I mean, uh, Michigan's scoring 30 points a game right now, and we're not bothered about that, are we? No, Michigan's weird because contextually. JJ McCarthy's looked pretty good, although it hasn't been like, like you said, there's not like overwhelming point totals. They have the benefit of the doubt from whooping Ohio State's ass two years in a row. They return everybody. Like, no, but you're not, you're not wrong. Michigan is kind of sleepwalking in the same way that like a Georgia is sleepwalking. Yeah. Like, like both of them kind of need to may, maybe start to look a little more impressive. Um, for Ohio State, we're going to learn. We're going to learn this yeah. weekend, and I cannot wait. Um, one team that we seem to continuously learn about every single week is Colorado. And uh, look at this another Tuesday when the sports ratings comes in and just more mind shattering Colorado Buffalo viewership numbers, 9.3 <laughs> million viewers watch Colorado, Colorado state. And before we get into this, if you're listening and you're like, well, yeah, it was the only game on TV and it was, you know, Colorado State had the 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 big lead, and so they they saw a you know the people saw the score on the phone. They turned on the game. Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. But guess what? There's been a ton 
of close good games in the 930 slot on ESPN, yet none has even sniffed this number. It shattered the previous late game record. It is the fifth most watched college football game ever on ESPN. Full stop. Pac-12 versus Mountain West. 1-11 versus, like, what was Colorado State last year? Weren't they, like, 2-10 and 10 yeah. or something yeah, along those that. lines? Two awful programs, and just because Prime shows up, it becomes ESPN's most streamed regular season game mm. of all time. And mm. this truly boggles the mind to me. To me, this is even more impressive than the big noon kickoff of Alabama, excuse me, of, of Nebraska and Colorado beating Texas, Alabama, because Nebraska is also a massive fan base that comes with a lot of built in viewers. Big noon kickoff is a massive stage that a lot of college football fans like to kick their day off with. As many pointed out at the time, Fox is a cable channel that everybody has, whereas ESPN, you have to pay for it. Um, basic cable, I should say. Um, and so for this to be on ESPN at 9.30, again, Pac-12 versus Mountain West, Colorado versus Colorado State to do 9.3 mm-hmm. million. Uh, this is why everybody salivates and why TV executives especially salivate over Deion Sanders. Yeah. I'm surprised they moved the, the college game day. I mean, why would you not be... Colorado at Oregon in Eugene, a, a, an incredible environment, two great football teams. And TV well, I think great game, Colorado, two I really think, good football. I think game days in South Bend. But I, but okay. if we did hear that they're flying Herb Street and Fowler to call LSU Arkansas instead of Colorado Oregon. Which I think that to me, like, I think both have a chance to be blowouts. I would say LSU is more legitimate opportunity to blow the doors off Arkansas. I think, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just ride the train, man. They're putting up stupid numbers. If I'm if I'm ESPN, I'm just gonna follow follow Prime until they die. Yeah. Until yeah. they lose, you're gonna follow them wherever they go. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. J Lab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke. Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. 
They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Well, and so, okay, that's the question. Do, do they die this weekend? I mean, the interest won't yes. die, but, like, I'm not expecting them to beat Oregon. I still don't expect them to beat USC. Uh, I still don't expect them to beat Washington. Um the tier of Oregon State, Utah, uh, UCLA, even now, like we talk about, is getting frisky. That I'm not so sure on, but like Oregon should just straight up be better, even though Aaron Dan Lanning made it personal at Pac 12 Media Day uh, this summer. Personal. Now he made it personal he made it before personal. we knew what making it personal meant, but he made it personal when he basically said, What has Colorado ever done for this for I, this uh for this conference? And I'd say this, like, I love Bo Nix. I love Oregon. I love their offense, but I, I watch their defense and, 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 you know, they're good. And Dan Lanning's your DC, but they haven't been anything special this year. They haven't. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, I look at their DBs and at times they're, they're, there's, there's, there's guys getting turned around getting spun around. And you look at the, you look at what Carl does. Well, they have a quarterback that is very decisive with the football, very mm-hmm. accurate with the football. They have really good talent, at the receiving position. The question obviously is going to be continuing to be for Oregon or for, for Colorado when you face a team like Oregon or USC or Oregon State. Like, can you win in the trenches? And I don't necessarily need you to win. Can you just hold up enough to give Shadur three seconds to throw the football? Yeah, Shadur will That's manipulate it. the situation to I think I think Shadur, once again, like it comes down to like if you have an elite quarterback, you always have a chance. And I, he's got to get rid of it a little bit sooner. He's taking way too many hits, and part of it's the offense line, part of it's on him. But when you have the the great equalizer, which is a top ten NFL quarterback, with I would say ex- pretty exceptional receiving play, even without Travis Hunter out there, you have a chance to make the game a lot closer than that twenty one point spread. Yeah, but that without Travis Hunter out there is doing a, a lot of heavy lifting. I think it's more of a problem on the defense than it is the offense. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, they still got Xavier. Word. They still got. Uh, oh wait, Xavier is that the text receiver? Am I get my wires crossed here? Um, uh, no, they 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 uh, Weaver Weaver. Sorry, Weaver. they Weaver right? Like they they still have good receivers. So 
Jimmy they Horn Jr. They got yeah. Weaver. Dalen Edwards out of the backfield's been great. They can yeah, still get great skill. Um, it's defense. Oregon in that way, but you're losing a guy, and Bo Nix sometimes has a propensity to throw picks. Like, I don't think it's hard to have seen Travis Hunter getting one off of Bo Nix, shutting down an entire side of the field. That's where that really hurts. Like, not only do you lose another great skill weapon, so it is like losing two players, not just one, yeah. but you lose a guy at, I mean, again, we always talk about who you lose your both athletic guy on both sides of the football. Well, who do they pay in the NFL? You pay quarterbacks and you pay people who affect or protect the quarterbacks. Okay. It's your left tackles. Uh, that's your defensive end pass rush at your cornerbacks. And so when you're trying to shut down elite quarterback like Bo Nix, Travis Hunter would have been massive. So to me, Hunter basically gives Colorado no chance here. You know who's loving this and should love this opportunity right now. And the fact that they're three and oh is 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 Bo Nix. Because you know how yeah. I feel about Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is an incredibly talented quarterback. He's had a great season so far. You know, is 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 kind of under the radar in the Pac-12 now because you obviously there's a lot of love for Caleb. There's a lot of love for for Michael Penix, and now there's a lot of talk about Shadur Sanders. And even DJU's getting a ton of love for what he's doing at Oregon State. Like no one is talking about Bo Nix right now because it's it's Oregon and they're just kind of flying under the radar. Like this is his moment. Yeah. And he's more than capable of doing it. To go out there and throw for three or four touchdowns, have a rushing touchdown, have over 400 total yards combined between the two of them, and just just skyrocket himself into the conversation of a, of a legit Heisman finalist. Now, hmm. which I, he's going to do. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, Bo Nix is not going to have four or five touchdowns in this football game and put up crazy stats. This is the, the, their offense is one of the best offenses in the country right now. And you're going against a defense that just. Does the 38-30 battle in Lubbock, Texas bother you at all? I mean, Lubbock's a weird place to have to play that game. Texas Tech was it does a little bit. for some sort of revenge. Like Maybe that cracks the door open for Colorado, but if Oregon's as good as we think they are, and if Dan Lanning's everything he's really cracked up to be, like we've talked him up to be, Oregon's got to handle his business. Yes. business this week. It's, it's at home. It's at home. Yeah. That's it's true. Did you, Jimmy? Um, Aaron, how about this? You brought up a fascinating hypothetical before the show. If the Auburn Tigers had hired Deion Sanders, would they be the best team in the SEC West? Yes. Think about it. If Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter were on the Auburn Tiger team and then whatever else talent he could have added to that roster, how good would they be? I mean, let's just pull up the transfer portal right now uh, of, of who would have gone besides just those two that are making plays right now for Colorado. Um, I mean, it was it was... Well, I don't it's know if you, you wouldn't need, but you wouldn't need that many though, because all no, you would have, no, all, but, but, but the one thing that Hugh has done extremely well is, is I would say about half that roster for at least starters at Auburn are guys that he got in the transfer portal. That's true. So like he, he did have to go in the portal and get a bunch of guys and, and, and they did a pretty good job in the portal as well. But even like Shiloh on defense as well, throwing him in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I would say right now, with with how bad the SEC West is, like just think about this. If you're an Auburn fan, if you would have gotten Dion in year one, you would be you would get Georgia at home, who right now looks vulnerable. You mm. get Alabama at home. You'd mm. have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Mm. You'd have one of the best defensive players in the country. You would have a legitimate chance to win the SEC in year one at a place like Auburn, at a place like Auburn, who has the resources, who has the NIL. At that and, point, like they're they're rolling at that point, man. Like recruiting would go through the roof there. 
it would be dangerous, 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 dangerous. And I was going to say, you know, I was going to make a joke about, yeah, well, Dion wanted to baptize hundreds of Auburn students, but Dion actually may have. Dion is absolutely yeah. a very public, firm man of God, pastor. So may maybe he would uh, have as well. So, so Auburn was fifth according to 24 seven sports in the transfer portal, Colorado, obviously crazy numbers. They had 51 commits. Uh, Auburn had 20. So, oh, wow. like, and listen, I, and, and I think you and I both agree, like Hugh is perfect for Auburn. He's great, perfect but it's just funny. Perfect. It, it's perfect, but it's just funny to think of like where the sec West is right now. And you look at Auburn and if they would have gotten Dion and what would have come along with Dion, they would have been right there with LSU as a, legitimate contender to to win the SEC West this year. It's an interesting point, man. Um, would you let Hugh Freeze baptize you? No. Really? No. Huh. Maybe I'm because cool. like, I've, be I've done some tell people you got I mean, baptized I haven't done, Hugh Freeze. You know, I haven't done, you know, the extreme of what he's done in his life, but I've done some bad things, so I can't hate a man for Oh I'm not I'm not even yeah, I'm not, and, no no to be clear, I'm not coming to Hugh for many like oh his And right Brumley, I'm I'm half I'm half Jew. I'm he's a cash Jew. So, he's a cash so I, half my body can still be baptized. When, I'm like when, Achilles, you can only dip part of me into the into the water. The other half part can't go in the water. Do you understand how baptism works? Uh no, 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 you're literally no. that is literally the whole I point know, of baptism is you I, are I submerged. You can't just do your half. No, no. I look. mean, I'm like Achilles. Like part of my body doesn't go in. That's the weak part. That's not what baptizing is. Yeah, it kind of is though. It's like Achilles. He's told you twice now, yeah. so you got to pay attention. Like bro. You got to keep up, dude. Come on, like Achilles. Um, uh, when Aaron imagine died, if Achilles, if Achilles, if Achilles fully went into the water, he would not have gotten shot in the Achilles and died. At the risk of potentially offending some people, what are the beliefs on the Jewish afterlife? Like, oh God, I don't know. I don't Aaron, what the hell? You're half Jewish. Yeah, but I, I went to Catholic school. So what I'm saying is, though, because you're half Jewish, you just go straight to purgatory when you die? How's that work? I think so. I think the Jews are still waiting for their Jesus to, to oh. essentially end purgatory. Geez, so half your body's in purgatory, half makes it into heaven? Bro, mm -hmm. if I make it into heaven, big if, fingers crossed, please. But if I make it in, I'm taking your Jewish half in with me, dude. I'll I smuggle you that. in. Thank you. I will Thank smuggle you. you in, bro. I'll get you in there. Don't worry. We get in the club. <laughs> um, So Colorado, look, they, they, you know, shattering numbers. Again, I think they lose this weekend. We'll see. I'm still not sure I'm going to play it gambling-wise. Computers no. hate Colorado, by the way. Don't think it's sustainable at all. What no. they are uh, doing. Speaking of uh, being non-stable bad right now, Alex Scarborough has a really good piece on ESPN.com. How did it get so bad so fast for Alabama? And I'll read you the first paragraph to set the tone here. Alabama receivers aren't creating enough separation. The offensive line is allowing too much pressure in the backfield. Getting a snap from center has turned into an adventure rather than a formality. The running game is inconsistent at best. Players across the board are committing too many penalties, and the offense as a whole doesn't appear to have a sense of mm -hmm. identity or direction. Now Alabama finds itself outside the top 10 of the AP poll for the first time in eight years with the Crimson Tide absent. From the playoff conversation, hope seems a long way off. Mm. Whether that remains true for the rest of the season is anyone's guess. And Aaron, you know what I always talk about? A fan base's attitude is always a function of expectation. I don't know 
that I have ever seen a bigger two things, an unprecedented run of good at quarterbacks into such a stark drop off. And and if, if you if you know an Alabama fan and they're furious and they're angry, well, it's not hard to see why. Because these motherfuckers went from Jalen Hurts to a Tonga Valoa, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, to now uh. Simpson, Milro. And Buckner again, guys. Jalen Hurts is a top five paid quarterback in the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa is playing like a top five quarterback in the NFL. Mac Jones starts. Bryce Young starts. Like, what's even crazier is what these quarterbacks went on to do in the league. And now you don't even have one guy mm. that you believe in. You're flip flopping quarterbacks three weeks in a season. That is a stunning drop off. Boy, and I think it. I think the offense line too is a stunning thing as well. Like yeah. I, I will defend my quarterbacks here, but you know when Alabama was in their heyday and just kicking everyone's ass, why? Because their offense line was was significantly better than everyone else. And same with the defense. And you sure. look at that this year, and the offensive line for three straight years now has been average. They don't intimidate anyone. Like the the Alabama big, rugged, physical football team that's just going to whoop your ass up and down the field does not exist right now. They don't scare people. People are not feeling like they're going to go in the, into Tuscaloosa or, in, or, or wherever their home stadiums and get bullied by the Crimson Tide. So, like, yeah, I blame the quarterback position. It, it is a significant drop, but that bar was incredibly high. But this offensive line is 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 nowhere near where it's been for 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 the decade of of dominance in which Alabama football really made its mark. So it's an and then then the receivers too. Like every position is a shell. Of what yeah. they were, I mean, for receivers from from Julio down the line, true for a decade. True. How many first rounders? Shit, you had a fucking receiver win a Heisman. Yeah. You had a receiver win a Heisman Trophy. Crazy. You don't have a first rounder, second rounder, third rounder on that roster right now. It's the entire offense. I mean, last week against South Florida, seventeen points combined, eighteen point five QBR. Five sacks to your point, 13 incompletions. So, okay. So then Alex tries to go into, okay, how did we get here? Right. I didn't know this. You know, Drake May was committed to Alabama, but yeah. later decommitted, goes to UNC. Remember, they tried to get Drake May out the transfer portal. May said, no, nah, I'm not leaving. I'm good where I'm at. Uh, they missed out on Sam Hartman. They wanted to see how spring would play out. Okay. Sam Hartman goes to Notre Dame. All the other big dogs. Mm. And, 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 and I'll maybe give Alabama a bit of grace here, Aaron. We always say, why don't you just go find a quarterback? Outside of Hartman, there weren't a lot of great options. Like all the big dogs basically stayed put. Like I'm Brendan Armstrong, Devin Leary Devin wasn't Leary. a guy though. Yeah, but yeah. Devin Leary, Spencer Sanders, Walker Howard. Like, do any of these names actually feel any better than Buckner? Yes. I mean, I mean, Sanders. Yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. Slightly, yes. slightly better. Are you kidding me? I thought Kentucky, I, Devin week? Leary played well. Like I thought, I thought Devin, no, yeah, but better than, but better than what, 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 what. Better than Jalen Milrow, though. Better than Jalen Milrow? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. So maybe yes. you missed out. I still think those names sound unexciting. But you missed out on them. Um, then you look. Who recruited Milrow? Sark did. He's gone. Bill O'Brien coaches him for three seasons. He's gone. And now you know about this guy, Alex Mortensen. Yeah. Who, uh, Kirby, this week, because I guess is Kurt, are, they, are they getting ready to play uh, UAB? Georgia? I mean, that sounds right for Georgia, right? Oh, my God. Probably. You don't even know. That it's the fucking point right. of everything. We're always get the fuck out of here, Aaron. You pissed me off, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, my God. They do dude. play Whatever. UAB this week. Okay. Yes, so Kirby was yeah. saying 
He called him the kind of analyst behind the scenes uh, quarterback guru that's been involved in all these great Alabama offices. He was in Tuscaloosa for nine years. He just left for UAB. And then I was kind of shocked to read this. Tommy Reese is doing less RPO than the tide we're doing with Mac Jones in 2020 uh, with Jalen Milrow as their quarterback. What? Like that just speaks to maybe. So, so maybe you have a situation where you missed out on the elite talent. You missed out on the transfers. All the good minds have left. You replace him with Tommy Reese's supposed Wunderkin that isn't that guy. And all of a sudden, and, and then Aaron, like you don't have the weapons, you don't have the offensive line. And that's why it's so bad, man. It's kind of a depressing autopsy if you're a Tide fan. It's, it's, there's, there's nothing that you can hold your head on right now and say, we are at least, we are one of the best units at this in the country. Not anywhere, or not even in like top 10, top 15. Not, not one position group on that football team. No, like I think the defense. I mean, we we talk about this defense being incredible. Like I think I think they're good. I mean, they're probably going to be top half of the SEC, but the SEC sucks. The offenses in the SEC suck this year. So like that's nothing to like really write home about right now. It's just I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. You take the A off the uniform and you take the numbers off that helmet. You watch the game in black and white. That looks like a seven and five football team. God, seven and five. Hold on, you keep moving the numbers. Seven and five. We're at a seven eight and five four. now. Eight and four. With Jalen Milrow, that is cares? at least an eight and four team. Like at least. Oh. I'm still probably leaning nine and three. Um, so how much trouble are they in against Ole Missing? Because they're still seven point favorites at home in T Town. Lane's obviously. Are we breaking confident. out games or are we saving it for tomorrow? Jeez. Just just give me a little fucking, fucking teaser, Aaron. Dip your fucking toe in the water. Jackson Darts, like I said, he's one of seven quarterbacks in the country over 200 oh. quarterback rating. Jackson Darts averaging yeah, 12 but Juck and a half and, yards per attempt. Yeah, well, he's also the the main runner right now for Ole Miss because because Juckins has been banged up the entire year. Yeah. I thought the, the the crazy stat I saw today from from Ole Miss is you look at Juckins this season and he's 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 what is he uh 3.3 yards per per carry right now. Yeah, three point three yards per first good. game. First game was four point six. Last two games versus Tulane in Georgia Tech, two point seven, two point eight yards per carry. Dude, and Tulane's very good, but Ole Miss looked a little sus against Tulane, especially they with uh, they, they look sus for Georgia Tulane Tech too. Their, back, their backup quarterback, and they look sus for Georgia Tech. And and this defense is is I like the the schematics of it look better, but the defense has not been great to start the season. So, but here I'm going to have to call you out for being at war with yourself because there's no way you're going to sit here and call Alabama a seven and five team, but they beat Ole Miss. Can't happen. You can't have it both ways. Yes, you can. There's plenty of other games to lose on the Ross on the schedule. No, um, no there's not. There really not compared to Ole Miss. Exactly. The SEC sucks. The SEC sucks. Alabama got so lucky. In normal years, that was not a good year, but it's <laughs> SEC so bad this season. Um, uh, I don't think I think I, I I don't think Ole Miss is as good as, as we're thinking they're going to be. I think without the explosiveness from Junkins, I don't know how healthy he is right now. Obviously, he's not been healthy at all this season. Mm. And I think their defense is a little soft. Yeah. Um, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Okay. We'll get into more details. We'll get but... into tomorrow. Mm-mm. Um, all right. So now it's time for a snaps Tuesday top 10. That's right, baby. Uh, I'm guessing, Aaron, we're just gonna keep it chalk off the top here. Are we staying with Georgia, Michigan one, two. I'm not yes. letting you bump Michigan down because them and Georgia have the exact same reasoning. Okay. Both haven't played shit, both came in thinking to the best. We'll just keep them there until they prove us wrong. Okay. Uh 
I think we should bump. Fuck no. I think we should bump Washington all the way up to three. Who have they been? Hmm. Who have they been? Michigan State, really? Because they beat Michigan State, you're going to rank that above Texas beating Alabama and Florida State beating LSU? Okay, hoisted on my own petard here because I might have been a little aggressive in my fuck no. Yeah, I guess Texas Florida State actually sounds good. Uh, I would I would do this. I would go. I would still, and I know, look, both struggled last week with lesser opponents. I would go Florida State over Texas. No. Yep. No. no. More complete football no. team. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Texas. We picked Texas last week and nothing has changed from last week to this week. Okay, Both fair, played down to their argument. competition, so let's not change argument. it up. A fair argument. A fair argument. Uh, okay, Washington 5, though, without a doubt. Okay, I can go Washington 5. I agree. Absolutely. I like Washington. They're, they're smashing everybody. Penix Jr. is incredible. Uh, do we, Ohio I State think, 6. Or no, I mean USC 6. Sorry, USC 6. Well, I'm between USC and Notre Dame. Um, USC has been more impressive with, with how dominant they've been on offense. I think that is more of a, but does USC have a win as nice as the NC state win? Is NC state really that nice of a win? Uh, I mean, in, in the, in the first, in the, in the steaming pile of shit that college football has served us up over the first three weeks. Yeah. It's like, it's at least solid. It doesn't smell as bad. It's not a bunch mm-hmm. of corn kernels everywhere. Uh, All right, since since you since you gave in to Texas, uh, Florida State, I'll give you that one. Okay, so uh, we got okay, so Washington five, Notre Dame six, USC seven, yes, and then Ohio State eight. You're putting them back in your top ten. You remember you dropped it. I out like of the top Oregon 10. at eight. I like Oregon at eight. Honestly, like I know this sounds crazy. I think LSU is a top ten team, but we'll we'll probably put them around 10 uh i'll put oregon at eight why i mean after the texas tech game dude i mean i know maybe they haven't played anybody as good but like penn state hasn't been scared at all ah penn state i watched them this weekend versus illinois it's a good defense but man i i i drew alar is still very green and they do not have elite playmakers on the outside hmm Mm. I I was big time disappointed in that football game, big time. And I know it's okay. I can look. I can get by Oregon. I can get by Oregon eight because they have the elite quarterback. Yes, and I'm not there with Aller, and I'm not there with Kyle McCord. So we'll go Oregon eight, and then who? And then I'm guessing we're doing Penn State, Ohio State to round out. Though I mean, I kind of feel you on LSU, but I don't want. I don't. I mean, who would who who would win a game right now? When if you put LSU versus Penn State or LSU versus Ohio State, LSU would beat their asses. You think beat their asses, man? I don't know if I, I can get do. there yet. I was looked really good against Mississippi State. I don't know if I can follow you quite there uh, yet. Uh, I, I can't do it yet. Uh, I can't do it yet. I can't get accused of being find- too much of a homer here. All right, Ohio State nine, Penn State. Um, 10. never mind. Brum says do it, and he's a producer. So pick okay. one to be in the top ten out of Ohio State and Penn State, and then we'll choose LSU at ten. Ohio State nine, LSU ten. Okay, there you go. That is your snaps top 10. So let me see if I can do this in reverse order. Oh God. I don't think I can. I didn't write it down. Um, LSU 10, Ohio yep. state nine, yep. Oregon eight. Yep. USC seven. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame six. Yep. Washington five. Yep. Uh, Florida state four, Texas three, Michigan two, Georgia one. So we're on. The, okay. There we go. 
There you go. So snap top 10. We have the same top four as the AP. We're cowards. Should run Washington one. Penix power, baby. <laughs> um, so there it is, your Tuesday snap stuff. Then hey, look, uh, huge thank you to everyone for joining us today. Um, we love this show. So much fun every single day hanging out with y'all. Mass thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardenas, Chris Tran, Christian Hunter, Adam Gracia. Um, thank you to everybody who likes, subscribes, shares with their friend. The road to 10K continues, my friends. Please help uh, push the show, share the show. And tomorrow and the next day, we are really going to start to dive in to this incredible weekend of games that we are finally being blessed with as uh we go learn i mean we're gonna have three ranked on ranked games going on at the same time i know i don't even know it's like it's one of those great weekends where normally i have like the best marquee game on the big screen and then i got four in the other screen this week i have to choose like okay which marquee game is the closest and so i'll be like adjusting like they'll be diving who gets the big screen and small screen i can't wait it's i'm just happy you taught me how to how to um Watch multiple games on my computer at once with the Hulu different. Yeah, isn't that crazy, Brum? You know what I taught yeah. him? I taught him you can just open up like multiple windows on your internet browser. Yeah. You know? Wow. Why do you learn this? I didn't know Hulu would like, I didn't know if like there was something in the Hulu that like it would like sign me out of my account. Like you can't log into four accounts at one time. That's actually, right that's actually fair. That's actually fair. Yeah. But like if you're doing that, if you're only Hulu. there was a simple way to try it. <laughs> If you're doing that in your Hulu, it is one of those things where like, well, why the fuck am I paying you then? Like, you need to be able to do things that traditional cable can't do. And opening up 17 windows is one of them. So, I uh, cannot wait for this weekend. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snacks. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.